It's Friday night at 6 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour here on MutinyRadio.fm. That's happy hour open mic bringing you comics <laughs> from San Francisco and sometimes beyond. Doing jokes for you. Tonight's guest host is the amazing, the vociferous, the ebullient, the sweet charity Pomeroy. Unfortunately, she is doing her best to get here from the Tenderloin. It's raining here in San Francisco on February 1st. 2019. The, the sky is not falling. It's just rain, San Francisco. Don't worry. But Charity will be here soon. I'm going to be your host for a minute. I'm Pam Benjamin. I'm here training. We're going to be having a good time tonight. The comedians are here. I've got this awesome pre-roll joint. It is from, what is it? It is great. Sticky Icky from uh, Apothecarium. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Uh, California, the new thing. It's a triangle with a marijuana leaf and an exclamation point. I'd like to get a tattoo. All right, your first comedian of the night. He's a guy. He has red hair. You can follow him on Instagram at hashtag GayConan. I think I made that up. I don't think that's true. I think that's just part of his joke. I just ruined one of his punchlines. That's how cunty I am tonight. Put your hands together for Max Eddy. How we doing? Okay, wait, are you guys comedians? Okay, you are too excited to be here. Holy shit. You look like you came in like fucking methed out like, yeah, let's look at all this. You've got, are your eyes always like that? Yes. Dude, fuck yeah. You got the, do you need Adderall? Like that's, I feel like you got that energy to you. What do you do? Like. No, oh, I'm more meant like as a job. Like, are, are, do they pay you 20 an hour for you to stretch? Like, hell yeah, dude. There we go. No, uh, what do you do for work? I'm a consultant. A consultant. Fucking specific. I like it. There we go. That's you do all of it. You just consult like people just ask you on this. What kind of consulting? IT consulting? Oh yeah, fucking, you, you probably talked to India a lot and just uh, a lot of phone calls with Delhi, baby. Hell yeah, there we go. That's cool. What brings you guys out here to this um, uh, apartment? Hell yeah, dude. There we go. Okay. Fuck yeah. Is this your friend? your friend? John. John? Yeah. He's your John or he's your friend? That's very witty. It's not very funny, though. A John, in case you don't know, a John is a word that means a prostitute's client. So that was very, it was very witty. It wasn't funny, though, because it's kind of antiquated. You're welcome. Okay. That's good. And yeah, it also means a toilet. I think that, that's a funny, like, two definitions for a word. Like, John means prostitute's client or a toilet. So it's like, oh, do you uh, fuck hookers or are you full of shit? Like, that's, that's kind of a weird combo. That's cool. So which one are you, John? <laughs> All of the above. Hell yeah. D, baby. D. Oh, that's good, man. What do you do, John? Um, that's a fucking You're a fucking software engineer. You said that right. Okay, that's that's fun, man. I, <laughs> uh, did you um, uh, did you grow up here, or are you uh, ruining the city? Ruining the city. Oh, cool. Okay, that's that's fun, man. Actually, I uh, so I'm not a techie. I I did consulting for a little while, but um, I'm not now. But I actually kind of love giving the techies a hard time in the city. Like, it's super fun. You guys are usually pretty good sports. Uh, also, don't talk uh, right now. That's, don't, you've, you have your time, you're raising rent, just chill, okay? But, no, I have this, I have this fun prank, though. I have, this fun, <laughs> I have this fun prank I like to pull on techies, though, uh, where like, I pretend I've never heard of the company you guys work for. Where, especially with the big ones, it's like super fun to do. Like, where do you work? Watchful. I'm sorry, what? Watchful. Uh, that, 
Is that okay? I really don't know what that is. Uh, what What do you guys actually do? Five words or less. Uh, software infrastructure. Don't they all do that? <laughs> it's like infrastructure as a product. I'm more sleepy. Like, geez, that's that, that's fair. Okay, get a different job, John. That was fun. I did it. I actually did it with a guy uh, with a Google backpack on Bart the other day. I was just, I saw him and I was like, oh, here we go. I just go up to him and I'm like, hey man, that's a really cool backpack you got there. Where'd you get it? And he was just like, oh, um, I actually work at Google. <laughs> oh, it's, that's how they laugh, it's fine. Um, but that's <laughs> how, I, I don't make the rules, okay. But I, I was just like, oh, that's awesome, man. So is Google some sort of backpack company? And it fried his fucking circuit board, dude. He did not know what to say to that. He was like, his, like I could tell in his head, he was like, has this dude never even heard of Googling? Like, that's, that's crazy to me. So he starts talking to me like I'm two. He's just like, uh, Google is a, um, it's, an, it's a business on the internet. Um, it's a search engine. Does that, does that make sense to you? I was like, search engine? Oh, like Bing? And he died. He blew up into a bunch of Google Glass, dude. It was, it was fun. You can use that at home. Watch, Watchley. That's John Watchley. That's your legal name now, dude. I don't give a shit. Uh, I'm a bad. I'm trying to. I'm trying to come off as more like badass on stage, and it is working. So that's. Uh, feels good. I can't. I fucking can't do it. I can't like look, like intimidating. Like it sucks because I, like I got. I know. I know I look like I've worked at Panera Bread. Like that's that's not a good look for that. You can't you can't like have that like tough guy energy and also look like you know what focaccia is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not it doesn't work. You can't do them both. It's fine. But actually, oh, I was at a show. <laughs> I was at a show earlier this week and I saw this guy um it was like this tech roast show too. So one of the dudes who was getting roasted um uh, he came through and he like had, you know when you see someone who just has a punchable ass face, like you just see him and I'm like, who's gonna knock you down? Like that's, someone's gotta do it. Like he's just, he looks like he, he looked like you, John. No, it's, no, it's fine. No, don't worry, the end makes it okay that I said that. Um, I, he, I swear to God though, he had the most like punchable looking face. Uh, and then like, 10 seconds after I thought that, another comic comes up to me and is just like, dude, did you see that guy? He looks exactly like you. I was like, God damn it. And then I look side by side and I'm like, okay, that's, I got a punchable face now. Like next time I get punched in the face, I'm gonna just be like, I get it. Like that's, I understand, you know what I'm saying? So John, if you wanna hit me, like, do your worst, okay? Like I'll, dude, John, I feel like, I feel like I gave you a free run to just come up and hit me and you didn't take it and I feel like I feel like you need more initiative like you're working a job that's boring and you don't punch people in the face when they say you can like come on man like pussy up that's what I say it's woke bye guys uh Max Eddie Christ Max I didn't know you were so good at crowd work that was I was that's one of the best times I've ever seen you and you were just fucking around that was really entertaining Everybody, Max Eddie. Yay! Yay! I don't have the list, so I'm going to guess your next person. I'm just going to say my favorite person in the room. How about that? He's like the ghost of my aborted son. If my aborted son went into a body when I had him and was born 
and he would be the exact age of my aborted son and my ex-husband was black, all right? So you were like, who in the room would it be? And I'll tell you, it's Mike Evans Jr., yay! Do I trust my destiny? Is it truly meant to be? <laughs> 9-11. Um, <laughs> I was in first grade. It was a terrible time. Um, in first grade, there's this kid named Tyree, coolest kid in school. He used to shit in the urinal all the time. Yeah, no, terrible now. In second grade, he's the fucking man, <laughs> right? I was really jealous of Tyree, though, because everyone was like, oh, I wish I could shit in the urinal like that. 9-11, everyone was freaking out. So I shit in the urinal, <laughs> right? I was like, why is everyone crying? Why is... <laughs> Why is everyone leaving school? This is my time to shine. And so I shit in the urinal. And um, <laughs> well, the next day on 9-12, everyone was like, okay, you know who shit in the urinal? And I blame Tyree. I blame the same kid, right? What I didn't know was that this was Tyree's like seventh straw and he gets expelled because of it. Like he had been going to counseling for months apparently. <laughs> and it's really bad. Like I don't know where he is today, but... You know, by comparison, it's not the worst thing that's happened on 9-11. <laughs> so I work with kids. Um, probably not the best influence. The other day, actually, a kid actually told me I was a bad influence on him. It was really fucked up because he drew like a circle with a dot in the middle. I'm like, what you doing, man? You drawing nipples? And like, he was like, what? <laughs> and I thought that's what middle school humor was, but... He was just like, you're a bad influence, Mr. Mike. I wish you weren't my teacher. That didn't really happen, but I just want to see how it would do. Um, what else happened? I went to Sundance Film Festival. I had the honor of uh, being a part of this film for the past five years that started off just, you know, trying to fund shit on YouTube. And uh Long story short, I made it to Sundance Film Festival and it's like really blowing up right now and I'm really happy, but I haven't been getting laid. And I feel like that's a part of the blowing up process. Everyone's like, congrats, you know, hey, really awesome you're doing this, this is really inspiring. But I wanna get fucked. Like it's not, like what is making it if you're not getting easy pussy all the time, right? Like let's, let's be honest, like what, when you think of like being famous, you think of like, Mostly getting fucked. No? You? Wide eyes? No? That sounded racist. I didn't mean it like that. I mean, you have like... <laughs> you have big eyes, but not not literally wide. Oh, God. Are you part Asian by any chance? Fuck. See? <laughs> That's awful. Something else I realized is that anything I do now because I'm associated with this movie, it's going to be like... <laughs> it's going to be like racist comedian Mike Evans is... <laughs> from this one movie no one should see it because they're all racist because one guy is racist that's how it's all working that's how me too movement's working right now if you're associated with one show they're gonna assume that everyone else knows about the scandal that you did right like r kelly they're getting that jay-z and like dame dash right now you're all white so you don't know who i'm naming right now <laughs> but like kevin spacey you're like oh i can't watch what seven and house of cards anymore American Beauty, I haven't seen that. You know another one? No, I'm just looking at, I don't know. I just, I just assume you know movies with Kevin Spacey in it. Baby Driver, that's good. Probably, 
K-Pax. K-Pax? Is that a, That's a movie? It's a movie? There we go. <laughs> Works for the joke that I don't know where I was going with. But anyway, um, fuck. Yeah, two months, two months, no sex, lots of porn, whole lots of porn. Uh, lots of Tinder, too. I've just been using pictures from me at Sundance on Tinder, hoping that it would just be the floodgates of just a whole bunch of yeses, but it's not. It's not at all. Very surprised. I told myself I would quit uh, Tinder this weekend because I just, I spend too much money on Tinder, and the fact that I've even spent any money on Tinder is already embarrassing. So... I'm trying to quit this weekend, but I'm nervous for like the aftermath of not having Tinder anymore. Like I have to, like I have to meet people in public and shit. Like, did you two meet on Tinder by any chance? No, or on like Watch Dog, wherever the fuck you work. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Where'd you guys? Where'd you two meet? Climbing. Climbing. That's what I need to do. <laughs> Climb. Other things black people don't do. <laughs> fuck. Climb, camp, swim, all these shit. All these things I can't, don't know how to do. Well, the horn honked. I'm trying to think of something else funny to say before I get off this stage. Uh, hmm. Fuck. Uh, hmm. Why? And that was an imitation of my dick right now. So, my name is Mike Evans. Have a good night. He wants a pussy. I don't know why you don't sing your theme song every time you get lost. Like, it's, it goes through my head when I get lost. I'm on the bus sometimes, and I'm like, hey, I want some pussy. And I don't even, I don't even like it when my own pussy anybody deals with it. And I'm like, ah, I just want to be Mike Evans Jr. Everybody clap your hands together for Mike Evans Jr. Got such a big world and future ahead of him. I'm so proud of him already. I just love him so much. Uh, your next comedian is I don't know who the fuck who because I don't have the list back here. Can you, uh, Jeff Dean, throw me up the list? Uh, stick it in your. Is it you? Ben Mitchell? Hell yeah, it is. He's got a beard. He's ready to make you laugh. Put your hands together for Ben Mitchell. Hey guys, I'm disappointed that Mike left because I have a story to that relates to his story. Um, when I was in college, I did a documentary and I thought it was a shit just kind of like that. And I, uh, we went to, we had like went to film festivals with it and it was in Las Vegas and we were like, we're in college, let's go to strip clubs and everything. And so our line to tell girls was, uh, we're big time producers, right? We had just done this new documentary and, you know, the shit. And then I immediately, when I said it to the uh, stripper, I was like, oh, this is the wrong person to say that to. Uh, why did I do that? Because she, like, I could see the, the, the things turning in her head where she's like, oh, this guy's got a lot of money. Let's try to bilk him for all the money he's got. And so, you know what's really sad at a strip club when you don't have any money? When strippers come up to you offering you very, very, very expensive lap dances and to bring you in the back room, you're like, I got nothing for you. I, I, I knew what I said I would did, but I don't do that. I don't have that kind of money. Um, so that's there. Hey, Mike, that was a great joke, huh? Um, <laughs> 
uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, what, something that bothers me is when, uh, adults refer to other d- adults as their best friends. Like, I think it just sounds so childish. It sounds like they're like six years old. Like I, I'm just talking, when someone tells me they're, they're about their best friend, it just sounds like they're just saying like, and this is my red blanket. And these are my fast shoes go really, really fast in those. And this is a picture of my, me and my best friend on Halloween. We're both Batman. And I'm like, whoa, oh, cool. Wish I was there, man. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, uh, I think it's re- I think it's really dumb. Uh, my if you ask me who my best friend is, uh, it's a guy I barely even know. I met him a few times, and his name is Grant. Great name, by the way, Grant. It's a very white name, but I like it. Um, and he uh, he I met him a couple times. He's like a friend of a friend. He's a doctor. This is why I mean he's my best friend. He's a doctor, and he told me he volunteers with sick children on the weekend. So he's like double doctor duty. And so I was like, oh, shit, you're my best friend now. You're the best of us. You are the best guy. And uh, But if you ask me who my closest friend is, it's my friend Jeff, who thinks 9-11 was an inside job and is addicted to pornography. So that's my closest friend. Like <laughs> That's actually who I hang out with the most. Uh, and I don't know why I don't really, uh, there's no real reason why I don't know if I like him that much. It's just when we were younger, I saw his penis and then he saw mine and we're just like, okay, well we're, we're just going to be friends forever. Now we're going to hang out and we can't ever talk to anyone else about this because this is all we're going to talk about for the rest of our lives. And I've betrayed a confidence honestly right now by saying that. And it's kind of sad. Um, related to that, I went to a born again Christian school growing up. Yeah, it's pretty great. No, it's not. Uh, I went to a born-again Christian school, and I knew it was fucked up from the start because uh, I realized their priorities were like, out of whack. Like, uh, we had a pastor out of it. Did you have a pastor at your school? Oh, many. School? Yeah, we had, we had a few. <laughs> but my favorite pastor, he would say this line to us at a lot at chapel. Uh, he would say, uh, now I can't read. <laughs> but you know who can? Jesus. <laughs> And Jesus reads for me. And I'm like, just like sitting in the pews. Everyone else is like, oh my God, I don't have to read now. And I'm just sitting in the pews just like, well, shit, I can read already, dude. <laughs> I guess I don't need Jesus. <laughs> Let's wrap this shit up. I got some sinning to do. I got to go, man. I got some stuff to do. In uh, sixth grade, still same school, sixth grade, uh, we had a science teacher, which teaching, saying you teach science in a born-again Christian school should be illegal. Uh, it's not real science. It's kind of like how craft singles say, like, they're not, you, every, we think of it as cheese, but it's not cheese. They, like, have to, they legally have to say on the label, cheese product. That's what they give you at a, at a born-again Christian school. It's a science product. <laughs> you know? It's not real science. Uh, I knew this because uh, on the, um, uh, we, one day he's like, okay, I'm going to teach you guys the history of the earth. This is the, this is how old the earth was. And so he put a timeline on the board uh, that uh, corresponded with, uh, Bible verses and Bible stories. And so he like laid it all out and he's like, and that's the, that's the end of it. 8,000 years. That's how old the earth is. And we're, and we're just like, as a class, we're just like, um, okay, I believe you because you're the teacher and we're in sixth grade. (laughs) What the fuck else are we supposed to do? You know, like, and that, and I believe that shit for a while. For a while, until a few years after that, uh, <laughs> we found out that his wife was having sex with students. Oh. It was a true born-again Christian school. <laughs> and, and then I thought to myself, well, maybe he doesn't have all the answers. You know? <laughs> like, maybe he doesn't know everything. You know? So uh, that's where I'm at. And you know, I, I'm, just, I'm coping with it. I'm, you know, 
Um, I'm, I'm not a confident person. I got to say, I'm not, I'm working. My, I don't want to be, I don't want, I don't like people that are too confident. You know, the co- most confident thing in the world thing to do is I thought of it the other day, picking wild mushrooms. <laughs> Why? What's the point of this? So the risk reward is just such a gap. Really best case scenario. You don't die. I figured that out it was because I was at a friend's house and he had just served me wild mushrooms unbeknownst to me. And then after I was like, Hey, it was a good meal. I was like, yeah, did you like mushrooms? I was like, sure. And he was like, I just picked them. And, and he's like, how'd you like him? And I was like, well, I don't know. We'll see in like an hour. <laughs> All right. Thanks guys. I'm Ben Mitchell. Ben Mitchell. Jesus is mushrooms. Yay. That was amazing. You know who's hosting the show tonight? She is the sweetest person I know. She is vivacious as much as she is ebullient, and she is wonderful. You guys are going to love her. Clap your hands right now for Charity Pomeroy. Well, somebody hand me a dictionary because I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, ben, holy cow. I think, I think the best case scenario with mushrooms is if you get a lovely trip. I mean, come on. It's still poison. It's it is it is all poison. That is true. I mean, you will die, but you will go out in a blaze of glory and meet Jesus. Uh, I too grew up in a very religious environment. Uh, I went to a religious school. It's called Utah. It's called, every single high school in Utah has a church. Right across the street, every public school in Utah has a church and all the kids are released during school at some point to go across the street and learn about Mormon Jesus. (laughs) He's a little bit different than Jesus Jesus. He is Mormon Jesus and he is married to many women. And if you are lucky as a Mormon woman, um, and uh, by lucky I mean a lesbian like me who did not want to get married to a man here on earth, then when you die, you too can be married to Mormon Jesus. So that's, that's a plus, it's, it's true. Anyway, hey, uh, you guys are the champions making it out here when everyone else is dying. If you are outside tonight in San Francisco, you have died. Don't even go out there. Anyway, that's what all the cars are telling me. Uh, <laughs> that is what the five canceled Lyft and Ubers uh, told me. Yeah, why the fuck do they do that? Like the drivers are like, I'm only going to pick up people in this rain if I like their name. Charity? Mm, I'm not giving to that today. Delete. <laughs> so, yeah. They just kept canceling on me. Fuck those guys. Anybody here an, an Uber or Lyft driver? No. All right. <laughs> I saw one hand. Almost, almost. I know. I, I had just said, fuck those guys. Uh, I was going to say, except for uh, if anybody in this room was, uh, but it would have been a lie. <laughs> Fuck all of them. Anyway, um, I'm really excited you're out here. Uh, I truly just ran in the door. Um, I'm I'm uh, always running out the door. I'm always like in a state of total crazy, and I can't help it. I was I like I said I was raised in Utah, and I was raised in a very Mormon home. So I was raised insanely Mormon, which is redundant if you think about it. (laughs) So it didn't lend itself to me having um, calm, normal mental health. 
It's uh, the only way for me to break out of that for, was for me to fight against it. And I, I don't think I've stopped yet. I'm just, I'm still like trying to claw my way out of everything that I experienced there. And not only that, but my childhood was really weird because first of all, uh, I'm a middle child I'm, and that's a lie. I'm not a middle child. I'm one of eight. I'm a middle children. Yeah, there, there is no middle child when you're one of eight. I am number four of eight, so I was just buried there in the heap of children in my family. And I just wanted my parents to notice me. I wanted the world to notice me, especially my mom. I just wanted her to pay attention to me. I just wanted her to look at me. She never would. She was blind, but still, it's, yeah, that was my, that was my big thing. And not only was my mom blind, um, my dad is autistic, so I didn't grow up with normal hugs and social interactions uh, that one might have uh, growing up. Uh, it, it hasn't helped me now that I'm single. Like, I can't ever date. Like, how do you date if you're not sure how to um, speak with people on a normal level, how to just be a normal human being. Like everybody who is getting on an app, trying to date, the one thing they are asking for is a normal goddamn human being. I am not that person. <laughs> like I do have a lot of things to share. When I, when I was growing up, I learned a lot from my dad, uh, my autistic dad. I learned the sciences. I learned math. He used to take us out and point us, uh, point out all the constellations in the sky. So I love doing that. I learned all of that from my mom. I learned music and I learned how to sew and I learned about beauty that you don't have to see. Uh, what I did not learn from either of my parents, though, eye contact. <laughs> so dates. Uh, Kind of bizarre. Anyway, uh, enough about me. Your next comic coming up here, um, always, always a treat, always a joy. I hope he's ready. He's now, I'm going to stall to give him a, a few minutes because he has to come from the back of the room down this long aisle through all the chairs. He has to climb over a few tables. But when he gets here, you guys truly you're in for joy and laughter and nothing left. Everybody, Jeff Dean! All right, give it up for Charity, everybody. Yeah. She said I was coming, she said the next comic was coming from the back of the room and I was like, oh, it's not, they, it's not me, yeah? I know I'm dumb based on how many jokes I don't get. Like, I dedicate so much of my life to writing jokes and like every night I see good comedians tell jokes that kill and I'm like I don't know <laughs> and it's not because I don't like them it's because I'm dumb so anyway who the fuck is Ben okay <laughs> he's got people calling saying that he's their best friend and he's like complaining about it <laughs> I had one guy tell me he was his best friend once and the next day I saw an Instagram post that said my best friend Craig happy birthday and I was like okay it's pretty willy-nilly about it anyway I um I got a new back doctor I got back problems and uh he, I liked him, but he cussed three times in the appointment, 
And then he apologized after each one, which did not put me at ease. And not because he cussed, but because he apologized. Like, is, is, he, is he just like adjusting to a new job? He's like, oh, first day as a doctor. They said I can't cuss. Can you believe that? Is it you whose leg I'm supposed to cut off? I say, why apologize? If he like, if he just cussed, I and didn't apologize and just kept going, I would have respected him more as a doctor. I'd be like, this guy's fucking confident. He's passionate, you know. He's like, this fucking surgeons. They just want to put you under the fucking knife. I'd be like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> this guy's gonna fix me, you know. A doctor who cusses, that just means he's confident. That's like. That's like when a CEO microdoses and surfs. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. This guy's going to CEO the shit out of stuff. You know? <laughs> um, like, I just want to know what's going through his mind. Like, he cusses and then, like, I, and I think, I think I figured it out. I think it's because he's a back doctor. So 90% of his clients are, like, dying, you know? And then there's me, who's like, I don't know, I'm 27 and my back hurts. And then he's like, this is a cool, young, dare I say, good-looking whippersnapper, you know? And he thinks, I'm going to cuss, I can do whatever I want. You know, my fucking wife won't let me cuss. Wives, you know? Wives, right, guys? We know. They never let you have fun. And uh, like my coworkers, my clients, they're all old. You know, he's finally, he gets to let loose, you know, and then he, so, so subconsciously he's letting loose, right? And then he cusses and then consciously he's like, God damn it. I'm a fucking doctor. I'm a doctor. (laughs) I don't know. I hope if he is adjusting to something new, I hope it's, he just got like a bad Yelp rating and I hope that Yelp rating was amazing doctor so knowledgeable and he healed me right up but he said the s asterisk asterisk t word three times so one star anyway i um there's a lot of controversy in the world today anybody know that yeah you guys see in the the news and uh yeah i think i i hate to give advice but i think that if you're if you're wondering which, if like you're, if there's an issue and you're not sure how you feel about it, just take the side that makes you a hero, <laughs> you know? Um, and like, if you're going to take that side that makes you a hero, choose, uh, choose a topic that is trending, you know, like, uh, homeless people, uh, waste of time, you know, don't advocate for them because they don't have phones, you know, they're not giving you any retweets. You gotta, it's about the retweets, okay? That's what activism is about. I'm a social worker for homeless people. I really am. See, the joke was, a, it was, you know, the opposite of what I said. But anyway... Uh, it's probably something I was going to say after that. Nobody cares about homeless people. That's what I hate about the Bay Area, to be honest. Sorry to end it on a solemn note, but everybody fucking is crazy about their 
being heroes. But the people who don't have phones, they don't care. It's real. They don't fucking care. And I mean... I fucking know the most social justice warrior people in the world, but they'll fucking count their money in front of someone on the floor. <laughs> anyway, that's all. I'm Jeff Dean. Thanks, guys. Jeff Dean! What did I say? I'm right, I'm right. I love when I tell you that somebody's going to be funny and then they're funny. It makes me feel like... I am so smart. I, like, you guys, I called that, like, seriously. And socially conscious, truly. Are you, are you, do you really work with homeless people? Okay. I'm not licensed, though. I probably should Oh, we've got an unlicensed social worker. <laughs> you're, a, you're a regular social worker, not a clinical. But you work with homeless people. Um, I, I used to work... Uh, for uh, um, a place down in Santa Monica that uh, gives homeless, mentally ill people jobs and places to live. And um, uh, I also have ha experienced homelessness in my life twice. And, oh, you do that here. I, I think it's amazing. And so I, I live around a lot of homeless people in the Tenderloin, and I am blown away by how people just don't even look at them. Don't, you know, they, they, or when they do look at them, they're just like freaked out, grossed out. Like we, we as society, we, we don't want to look at them as real people, you know, but really we should be noticing these are good people with good hearts, uh, who just for whatever reason, um, are not able to cope in our society. These are good people with good hearts who all have the same drive that we have in life. We want to exist and be happy. And these are good people with good hearts who all seem to have pit bulls. What? What the? What's up with that? Like, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, you know what? If people are going to be freaked out by me, fuck them, I'm getting a pit bull. Like, let's scare everybody even 10 times more. Um, there are a lot of people around where I live, too, with, uh, with obvious service animals and I'm always like oh I don't think that service dog is working when they're out going ah, in the street and uh, it makes me really wonder does the service dog get a service animal like <laughs> what about the poor service animal <laughs> they never look happy okay we're gonna get off of that <laughs> <laughs> <work with charity. laughs> have I what oh there you go my name is, I, I used to work at a charity. Now I am a soulless cog in the finance machine working for, thank you, that does deserve a standing ovation. Uh, it's true. Um, I'm going to shut the hell up. We're going to move on to our next comic. I, I don't know this person. I'm hoping they will raise their hand. Uh, I'm really excited when I don't know somebody because it means jokes we've never heard before. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the best thing in the world. So everybody put your hands together for FC Sierra. Oh, okay, that's why. Whew. Oh, I don't know FC. Well, I figure, I see he runs a mic. I was all over there on Facebook going, who the and doesn't look like anybody in this room. <gasps> well, then it's even more special 
Because put your hands together for this woman. She is the godmother of this entire goddamn scene. This woman is so funny and insightful and so brilliant. And if it weren't for her, we wouldn't be here. Literally. <laughs> Everybody, give it up for Pam Benjamin! Charity Pomeroy. I'm going to give myself money. I know it's counterintuitive to give money. There it is. Uh, what you're talking about is the questionably, ha- questionably housed people. They're actually in the wizard protection program. I don't know if you know about that. It's like a Gandalf. I didn't know you were dressed up as Santa here in on the 27 bus. Isn't that nice? Here we are all together. Wizard protection program. Sometimes I like to interact with the questionably housed in the tenderloin. I take Tic Tacs and I, especially when it's rainy, I throw them in the gutter and you can watch people actually pan for crack. They're like, they're like old timey prospectors. They're down there. They're like, woo-wee, we got ourselves a crack nugget or good breath. Like whatever. It's cool. You can use old Altoids too. It's a fun game. It's a fun game to do when you feel like you have no one better to punch down to. So that's like, I live in the Tenderloin too. So, hey, my life's going great. <laughs> no, it is. My life is pretty great. I, I live in the Tenderloin and I've been there for 11 years. So I actually have rent control. So I'm not paying $3,500 for 400 square feet. <laughs> no, that's real. People do that. There's a guy outside my building. Uh, he gave me a lot of perspective. I was like, you know, freaking out the internet. I was like, oh, what's my life? And everything's not working out as planned. And I went to graduate school and what did it give me? And then he was outside and he was looking at himself like in a window uh, and he could see himself and he was like, fuck my life! Fuck my life! And he was outside my apartment and I was inside my apartment and I was like, perspective. (laughs) So amazing! I have a place to live and hot and cold running water. I have a toilet. <laughs> I can poop wherever I want. I was I thought of an idea. I'm I'm such a gentrifier. I thought of a great idea uh, for questionably housed people like what they do with their potty. Because my mom had um, Himalayan cats and a tiny, tiny, tiny little fluffy dog that was smaller than the cats. And they used to go on these piddle pads, right? The dog goes on the piddle pad, you pick up the piddle pad, you put the piddle pad in the garbage, no problem. So I was like, why don't we just give piddle pads to questionably housed people? Like, we'll give them, like, but then I learned that they have that already. It's called a takeout box that I threw in the trash. That, so that's the thing, is if you're questionably housed and you see a takeout box on top of a thingy, don't open that takeout box. There's not food in there. That's. <laughs> Although what I did learn from a Boy Scout is that if it floats in water, you can eat your poop again. Did anybody know that? That's, I learned that from a Boy Scout. If you're like in the deep, dark wilderness and water is not an issue, but food is, and you're not eating head ferns or murdering a squirrel or something, you can actually, if you poop in water and it floats, you're allowed to eat it, says an Eagle Scout. Anyone gonna, anybody else an Eagle Scout in here? Anybody gonna refute me? Okay, cool. I learned it from an Eagle Scout, I swear. Just because we were on shrooms doesn't mean it's not true. The Eagle Scout's an Eagle Scout wherever you may go. 
I was a Girl Scout, which is not as exciting. There weren't as many things. It was like, first you were a brownie, and then you were a Girl Scout. And there really wasn't any in between. It wasn't like, we blow, and then Cub Scout, and then Boy Scout, and then Eagle Scout. Like, boys have more levels because... I don't know. They need to prove themselves more in society. Anyways, there was there was brownies and there was Girl Scouts. These are my real patches. Um, I wish, so it says 1981 Diablo Valley Day Camp. I almost tried to stitch over it and make it uh, 1991 so people would think I'm younger because like people look at me and they're like, uh, should we card you? <laughs> like, you're old. I'm a witch. I know how to read. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. I'm a feminist. That's rough. Knock, knock. Who's there? Feminism. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thank you. (laughs) It's like the precept of feminism, I think. I don't know. I don't read that much. I don't know. What are we in the third wave, the fourth wave? I can't tell. I don't know what to call myself anymore. Like... I mean, what do, I hate calling myself a feminist, right? Because like it's got so many connotations on it now. Oh, she's a feminist. She's a cunty cunt face. Oh. <laughs> but like, what else am I gonna call myself? Language is political, right? Like, I'm a female. I'm a person. We're all human. You know, we're all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina, so. I call myself a feminist because it's the only word without the word men in it. It's actually spelled with an I. I am a feminist. Yeah, I can read, ah, I can spell too, barely spell check, oh, the bane of T9, the bane of my existence. <laughs> Sorry, T9 always changed fuck to duck. I'm like, hey, you haven't figured it out, T9? We've been together for like 12 years now and you still don't know that I say fuck all the time, you change it to duck? Like, T9 can't learn. I just, I wish, right? Like, it's like, can I change? I'm sure there's a thing I can do to change it. I'm just not that smart technically. Um, I wasn't timing myself, but this is five minutes. Uh, I know what five minutes feels like. Um, I'll, I'll, um, I'll leave you with a cute thing about uh, feminism. How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats! 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 I love cats! Sorry, I love cats. Thank you so much. Put your hands together for Charity Pomeroy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I feel like cats is the right answer to every question. I Well, in my life. Uh, I really want a cat. I just don't want to subject this to a cat. It's, it's my humane move. But I would subject this next guy to a cat. I don't know you. We haven't met. We need to get to know each other, man. I'm gonna start stalking you after this. You'll love it, you'll love it. We'll talk about cats. Everybody, FC Sierra! (laughs) You host. Hello there. Uh, What's up, guys? Fuck, how's it going? Uh, All right. Yeah. uh, You know, people always say, you shave your pubes, your penis looks a lot bigger. Uh, decided to test out that theory today. No one told me when you look at your torso, you're gonna look like a hung eight-year-old. It's not as cool looking like eight-year-old me with a slightly larger penis. Didn't feel that good. Underrated part of the movie Big, he looks into the thing and he see like when he gets big, Tom Hanks, he looks in his underwear and then he goes like, whoa, and then you see his face, you don't see the, 
that his penis has grown, but you see in his face like, wow, I'm proud of that. But nobody says that he looks down and sees like full 30-year-old Tom Hanks Bush right there. That would be a scary thing for a 13-year-old to go to full Bush over. Scarier than the rest of the body things, I would say. Anyway, uh, I, used to, I used to be out in the game. I'm in a relationship now. I'm uh, one half of a couple like two-thirds of a couple she's smaller than me uh, but I don't know fractions can change over time but uh, before that we used I used to you know be at bars at shows and stuff like that I remember a few years ago about five years ago I had a good show had a good set after the show a lady came up to me this is the most sexual moment in my life ever a lady came up to me she had a drink full drink with a cherry with a stem in it she didn't say anything she walked up to me made eye contact finished the entire drink in front of me, pulled out the cherry with a stem, put the whole thing inside of her mouth, and then just made hard eye contact at me while like moving her lower jaw. And I was like, what's going on right now? Is this a cursed thing? And then she pulled out the cherry stem and it was in a knot. I saw that and I was like, wow, that is the most sexual thing I have ever seen. I have to do something with this lady. I can't remember exactly what happened. But about $35, $45 later, we had finished having sex, and I was like, man, this was obviously some of the best sex I ever had in my entire life. Can I ask you one question? How do I untie my penis? What is this, a, a sailor's knot? Are you a Navy reservist? What's going on here? David Blaine of Blowjobs. Oh my goodness. People keep on, you know what? I'm putting this in, Pam. That's a Tenzo. That's a Tenzo, not paying next time. Not paying next time. Couldn't get change ahead of time. Anyway. Uh, all this murder's happening, right? People talking about murder all the time. Netflix, so many murder things. Podcasts, so many murder things. Me and my girlfriend, all the time. That's all we do. We just see at home other people getting murdered and we're just like in our house like, oh, that's not us, isn't that cool? So we just, like, that's our every day. We've been watching these murder things. We've been like listening to murder podcasts, which is an interesting thing uh, to be like listening to a murder podcast because they will talk about the most bloody, bizarre and terrible murderers you've ever heard of in your entire life, but they also have to pay for that with advertising. So they'll have things where they'll be like, you know, the murderer chopped up the children's body parts and stored them in his freezer so he could have them for separate meal, sort of like meal planning, but a little bit more gruesome. And he would do that throughout his week and serve them at dinner parties. Uh, I know this is a sad moment, but we're going to have to go to commercial now. Next week from Blue Apron, we have available baby back ribs, soy glaze. Uh, so delicious. My goodness. Ted Bundy's all around. Everybody's bundied out. Oh, my God. My girlfriend, that's her guy. That's a weird thing to say that, like, her celebrity crush is Ted Bundy. But, like, she has five books of his. That's not, like, that's not a regular thing. And pictures on our wall. I don't know how many women a guy has to kill for that not to be on her side of the bed. Like, that's not, that's not a cool thing. Anyway, so... One of the things that we've been doing, uh, because we see this murder all the time, we've been uh, investing in imperfect produce, all right? We're seeing all this taken away from the world. Let's give back. If you don't know about imperfect produce, it is a program that takes uh, basically worse looking fruit than you can get at stores, and it gives it to you for a lot less money, uh, and it's not taken away. It, 
they give you like two pages about how we're not taken away from poor people. You're okay. And so that's fine. I read it all. And But one of the things they do is they list when you get each delivery what you've saved that would have been thrown away. You've saved, you know, 12 pounds of fruit, but you've also saved 36,000 gallons of gas. You've saved, you know, uh, fucking 30 thousand pounds of co2 that would have gone into the atmosphere you saved this many gallons of water and it's amazing i'm like oh i'm just doing this by eating shitty fruit this is amazing and then we're watching this ted bundy documentary and it says he might have killed up to 120 different people in his life and i think about that and it's like ted bundy saved like three million gallons worth of gas about a lake worth of water like i don't know fucking Save a rainforest, kill a bunch of people, make your choice, but make a difference. Thank you very much. Once again, for FCCRO! <laughs> I guess there's always a silver lining like that. Even in a gruesome, horrific scenario uh, as that of Ted Bundy. It's amazing how there are so many women out there who want somebody who murders everyone else, but not me! Murder everyone else, but I just want you to murder this pussy, that's all. Uh, I think that must be it. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I, I would hope my um, significant other is not a murderer. I want my cat to be a murderer. I want my cat to kill everything around, but uh, not somebody who can actually kill me. <laughs> or anybody I like. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, that's great. I love that set. <laughs> very funny. Uh, next person coming up here is very good looking, very adorable, just has that nice smile, uh, nice clean cut hair. He might be a serial murderer. Everybody <laughs> put it together for Nick Malizia! <laughs> That was weirdly the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me, so that's fun. Um, my mom is uh, becoming one of those classic parents that uses hip terminology incorrectly. Like, I was leaving the house this morning, and I was like, all right, mom, I'm going to go make strangers laugh. Like, this is why you pay for me to go to college. And she was like, all right, do great, sweethearts. I'm going to be here, Netflixing and chilling. And I was like, mom, that's not how you use that. She goes, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to be Netflixing and chilling with myself. I was like, Mom, that is the dirtiest thing you ever said to me in your life. Can't look my mom in the eye ever again. Let alone my mom has walked in on me Netflix and chilling with myself a couple times, actually. So that's weird. Um, you guys like marijuana? Yeah? It's only San Francisco, right? That's awesome. I'm from San Luis Obispo, and we just got our first dispensary. So I decided I was going to like go in and you know like buy some cannabis. It's cool kids call it. Nobody calls it that. But uh, this is going to sound like super dumb, but like when I walked in the dispensary, my first thought was, wow, there's a lot of marijuana in this place. Who would have thought? Which is just dumb. You know, like what's next? I'm going to walk into a frat party and be like, wow, there's a lot of shitty people in this place. Who would have thought? Except everybody. But uh, so I like I went up to the counter to buy some marijuana and I realized this time that I've never bought weed legally. Like all my weed transactions always took place like meeting the guy in a 7-Eleven parking lot. So I didn't know how to go about the transaction. So I was like, hey, man. So um, I was looking for some uh, marijuana. The guy right away was like, you came to the right place, my man. I was like, okay, cool. Good start. Here we go. Let's keep it going. Choo-choo-chewing. 
That was uncomfortable. Don't know why I said that. But what I didn't realize is that weed purchasing has gotten so sophisticated because like he just started overwhelming me with all the choices. He's like, what do you need? We got sativa, indica, hybrid. We got vape pens that are 500 milligrams, 1,000 milligrams. We got CBD pills. What do you need? And I was like, first of all, sir, I have no idea what the fuck you just said to me. <laughs> Second of all, what I do know is I don't want the weed that makes me feel like I'm going to die. Because if you've smoked your fair amount of weed, you know that like there's certain strands where like you smoke it and like five minutes later, you're like, Yep, this is it. This is how I go out. Sit in the backseat of my friend's Toyota Camry, listen to Sublime. God damn it. This is not how I wanted to go out. I was once uh, talking to my friend's dad about the weed that makes you feel like you're going to die. And my friend's dad was like, yeah, same page, man. Like That's why they call certain strands of weed OG. I was like, what do you mean? That stands for original gangster. And he goes, it does? I thought it stood for oh God. It's a good strand. But so I told the guy at the counter, you know, I don't want the weed that makes me feel like I'm going to die. And the guy was just super cool. He like, listened to me. He's like, okay, man, I hear you. Um, in that case, I'd stay away from the weed called green crack because that shit will mess up your day. You agree? <laughs> and at this moment, I realized like green crack is my favorite weed name of all time because there's no question what's going to happen when you smoke it. You know what I'm saying? Like I've always hated going to my dealer's house and like he's like, all right, we got blue dream. We got purple haze, yellow snowflake. It's like, I don't know. That tells me nothing about your product. But green crack, there is no question. I'm going to smoke it, get a little twitchy. If I smoke enough of it, I'm going to end up butt naked holding up a convenience store with an alligator. If that's the case, I'm down. Sign me up. That's why I want to start my own dispensary where there's no question with the weed names. And I would categorize my weed into beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And the beginner weed would be for like people who've never smoked before or really do it. And those weed names would be called Sleepy Sleepy Night Night or Munchies Are Us or I have to see my parents later today. And then the intermediate weed, that would be for like people like, you know, your daily pot smokers. And those ones would be Why Is a Microwave Going Off? childhood movies and i think our number one sell would be just breathe man just breathe and then the advanced suite that's for like your rossafarians like the kind of person's like oh best bands of all time iration revolution huh like that kind of person you know and that weed would be called stephen hawking where you smoke it and you lose all function of your body parts however you do understand quantum physics so it's kind of a give and take with that one uh, San Luis Obispo is also getting a Cracker Barrel restaurant, and I always felt like Cracker Barrel isn't the best name for a restaurant. I feel like Cracker Barrel should be a term we use to describe that there's a lot of white people in one place. Like, I was shopping at Banana Republic today, and that place was a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I went to the Kid Rock show the other night, Cracker Barrel. I went and ate at Cracker Barrel the other day. Actually, a lot of diversity in there, so good for them. Good for Cracker Barrel. Thank you so much, guys. All right, all right. Not a serial murderer. But maybe our next comic is. I am holding out hope now, now that we brought it up. I'm just, who is, who is the serial murderer? I mean, you think about it. Uh, there are so many psychopaths in the world. And there are so many serial murderers that we don't know about. And uh, can't always just call it. I know, this next guy seems super nice all the time. 
But he is really funny, and I would like to think psychopaths aren't, right? <laughs> I mean, we've all seen our president's attempts at humor. <laughs> it's not funny. So I'm, I'm going to put my money on you not being a serial murderer. And if you are, you can laugh at me from the inside. So that's, that's good. You guys, seriously, uh, I think everybody loves this guy. And there's good reason for it. I mean, not just funny, but just a good goddamn man. Are you ready for Cole Chapman? Yeah. Thought so. <laughs> Hooray. You're wrong. Uh, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I've killed hundreds. Okay. Um, green crack, man. I remember green crack, dude. Fuck green crack, man. I did the same thing. I went to my dealer's thing, and he was like, we got, like, sour diesel green crack. I was like, green crack all day, bro. Are you serious? I smoked. I fucking smoked that, and I started stand-up comedy. That shit was crazy, dude. Worst decision I ever made. <laughs> Fucked my whole life up, dude. It's rough. Fucking rough. I, uh, that Ted Bundy thing is weird, right? You got Zac Efron playing Ted Bundy. They're making them all hot and stuff. <laughs> you see that trailer for that new movie? Have you seen Ted Bundy in real life? String bean George Bush at best. You know what I mean? Like, really, like, George Bush didn't make it to the military, and that's it. You know, he just kind of coasted at a radio shack, and that's Ted Bundy. And then the, now they got him in this new movie, Zac Efron, literally taken off his shirt, fucking shredded. And I'm like, why am I getting hard watching this? Like, fucking, this fucking maniac. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. Um... Weed products are fun. I like I like CBD. I, I love CBD. Are you do you do CBD at all? No. Oh man, it's great. You should check it out. Uh, I have a whole routine, man. I do top to bottom CBD my whole day. It's terrific. Like in the morning, I wake up and I wash myself. I got a CBD infused bar of soap. Terrific. Skin's all chilled out. And then afterwards, I'll apply some CBD infused moisturizer. Skin's double chilled out. Very nice. Uh, and then I'll take some CBD oil through a little droplet thing, a little eyedropper. Body's chilled out, you know. And then I put on my CBD infused clothing, you know. <laughs> Outside of my body, still chilled out. Get on my CBD infused bus, take it to my CBD infused job, and then I pass out. Uh, and I'm here, so <laughs> it's working out pretty good, I think. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You said uh, people, I'm a very likable guy, maybe. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. Yeah, I know. I have a hard time making friends. It's weird. Because uh, I've realized that in order to get, like, I'm likable once you get to know me. Uh, unfortunately, it takes 17 and a half years to get to know me. You know what I mean? Like, and then after that, you're like, yeah, he's fine. I get, uh, not a murderer, I think, uh, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Look at those eyes. He's too nice. Probably killed someone. Uh, <laughs> it's weird, man. But, you know, nowadays, like, white dudes, white straight dudes like me, we're kind of getting a, a bad rap. Well-deserved, I think. Uh, but, like, people, people are, like, real mad at it. Like, stock is really low. But it's great for me, you know. You just got to be normal. And suddenly, you are so far above the bar, it's terrific. <laughs> it is great. It is so good. Like, I just wish there was some kind of, like, white straight dude dating game, you know, that I could go on. They'd be like, all right, bachelor number one. His name is Ross. He works in construction. He flushed, <laughs> he fucked up his pipes by flushing down Gillette razors after the commercial told him not to rape. Anyways, <laughs> bachelor number two. His name is Scott. He works in finance. He burned down his house after a commercial told him not to be racist. Uh, <laughs> anyways, bachelor number three is Cole. He's fine, I guess. <laughs> He's all right. <laughs> Might not kill you. I don't know. Look at those eyes. He probably killed someone. <laughs> so, that's pretty much it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> 
I don't know, man. I am trying to better myself, like trying to do this whole dating thing. Like, you know, you got to improve yourself, right? That's the whole thing. So I'm doing yoga now. Anybody here do yoga? Yeah, you do? Do you like it? You feel relief when you leave? Yeah. I, I would. Like, I go into a yoga class feeling stressed, and I leave infuriated. Is this ever happened to you? Like, and I realize, like, it's, it's the same thing, the same problem I have with everybody. It's like, the practice is great. It's the people that ruin the whole thing. You know what I mean? Just fucking top to bottom, dude. It's awful, man. Like, I don't know what it is. Uh, or I do know what it is, and I'll explain it right now. Uh, basically... It, it like from the very jump, right? You start right and you do the ohm. You got to center yourself, right? Uh, but in San Francisco, I'm doing it with a certain type of demographic, and I don't want to expl- explain what they look like, but we could probably call them Becky, and you got a pretty good idea of who I'm talking about, you know? So we start, half the class is going ohm, trying to center themselves, and the other half is going um. And I'm like, listen, are you trying to sign yourself or trying to figure out what you want to order at Panera Bread right now? Because this is very distracting to me, and I need you to fucking figure it out. Making me hungry. It's not nearly as bad as funny yoga teachers, though. Ooh, that, that is personally insulting. I'm sitting here trying to make this my full-time job, and they're just crushing absolutely, do- like destroying the room. Everyone's busting up Aha! while stretching. Aha, he's great. And they're just doing that as a side gig, you know? <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck, man? You're actually helping people with their lives while making them laugh. And I'm like, well, laughter is the real best medicine, right? It's like, no. <laughs> Stretching is. <laughs> Stretching with jokes on the side. That's how you do it. It's really insulting because they're like the only comedians that will actually get to fuck the audience afterwards, you know? Like, that's, <laughs> that's rough. That's rough. I come out after a like, so what'd you think about my weird dad? They're like, <laughs> did it make you hot any hotter, dudes? <laughs> not working out but you know i think the very worst type of person is uh are are the dudes the the dudes who go to yoga and like nothing like we're i think we're probably fine but like the really the real big guys who like go out there they take a shirt off they got fucking long flowy hair right and they do the whole thing and they're like barely just like in a fucking fig leaf right just out there doing their whole thing like getting way too into it and they always sit next to me for some reason. Like, they're like, yeah, we're, we're bros, right? We got a whole thing. I'm like, we don't have a thing. Get out of my face. But here's, here's what happens. Here's the worst part about it. It's like, because you know it's all based around breathing, right? And so I want to do an exercise. I'm going to be the guy. You're going to be the rest of the class. So what's going to happen is I'm going to raise my hand. We're all going to inhale. And then we're going to exhale. And then it's going to, like, you're going to exhale like a normal human. And then I'm going to be the guy, all right? So ready to inhale. And exhale. Oh! oh! Like, shut up, dude. <laughs> like, I know you had a rough day, maybe, but I don't think you need to fucking get that into it. Like, I'm sitting here trying to stretch out my hammies, you know, downward dog, and this guy's fucking coming his pants repeatedly. I'm like, dude, bro, <laughs> you got to figure it out. Like, by the eighth time, he's going, Aah! I'm sitting there going, um, trying to get fucking teacher over to help me. <laughs> need a goddamn adult. It's rough. It is not good. Um... Is there anything? Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else I want to talk about. I think that's it. All right, guys, you guys have been great. We'll give it up for charity. Cole, probably not a murderer, Chapman. <laughs> um, do we have a Dan? All right. I think I think that might have been our headliner. I, uh, yeah, I mean, unless if, if anyone wants to go, I mean, I feel like FC Sierra could go up for another time, and he wouldn't have a problem being fine. 
Well, we, well, no, there's no. No, I feel like the words. Is this guy an audience person or are you a person? Are you a comic? A human or a condo? Oh, all right. I didn't get that, but uh, <laughs> are you human or are you a comic? I'm uh, just a guy who makes gestures. Charity will not understand them. <laughs> That's all right. I don't understand most anything uh, in life, but definitely not um, human interactions of any sort. I don't get them at all, at all in the least. But um, you guys, this next comic coming to the stage. He is somebody that uh, our friendship has gone way back. We have known each other for, I think, like 16, 17 minutes now, I think. Yeah, does that sound about right? <laughs> yes! I'm bringing you back up! <laughs> he, he is not sure if he wants to come back up, but he doesn't have a choice. Uh, because I need to hear more of this, seriously. And that might happen to another guy uh, or two in the room as well. So everybody, put your hands together again for FC Sierra. <laughs> If you guys like those last jokes I told, you're gonna love these next jokes I tell. Cause they're gonna be the same exact jokes. <laughs> Verbatim, gonna do them, gonna do them. Uh, I, I'm getting older as, uh, as is the plan, but uh, you know, I, I didn't know that I would, I would ever get to the point. I, I went to my first Young People Music Festival last year in, uh, in Las Vegas for my cousin's bachelor party. Uh, and I never thought that I would get to the point where I'd be 29 years old and I would be walking through a Las Vegas hot, hot day with thousands and thousands of 18-year-old butts. Just 18-year-old butts and they're out there and they're out there. Like if you go, I don't know if you've been to a Young People Music Festival anytime recently. If you're wearing anything more than lingerie, you're 35 years old, get the fuck out. Like right there, it's immediate. You know if you don't have like the cut right there, then you're out, there's no way you're fucking anytime soon. So I didn't know that seeing that I can, that I would be able to get to the point or I would get to the point in my life where I would see those sweaty 18-year-old butts butts tanning in the Las Vegas sun and all I would think to myself is young lady that's how you get ringworm I'm sorry that is how that's how you get a skin disease you rub it into your now you have now you have pink eye who wants pink eye or scabies nobody okay let's put on a long sleeve shirt some joggers let's go watch Florence together it's fun it's great anyway Everybody there uh, enjoys their music and they're so happy enjoying their music and they're dancing and they're, they're just dancing and they're expressing themselves and this is how I enjoy music. Fucking right on, man. Right on. That, that's the most I have right there. That is me at my peak level. Like, I have never felt the need to express my happiness through movement in a way. Like, I see a guy dancing and he's like taking five feet all around him. He's like doing capoeira moves, just having, having the, the day of his life. I'm just thinking, I hope somebody just comes by and punches him in the neck, just so he knows that it's not all perfect right now. Like, there's a balance, just a little bit. But somebody told me, and the people that were with me, they were like, dude, 
You got to take the molly. This is why you're not liking the music. You're not taking the molly. You're not going to like, you're not going to dance if you don't take, you got to try the molly, dude. And I decided to try the molly. Uh, it was actually pretty lovely. Uh, I, I enjoy, I danced. I, I cried a little bit. I rubbed a man, but that's okay. Uh, cause it was my cousin, but maybe it's not okay. Cause it was my cousin. So I don't know exactly where I was with that, but I enjoyed the music with that. I didn't know that I would get to that point, but they only really do that with like that. It's only that drug or weed. It's like, oh, you don't like fish? You don't like fucking jam bands? Fucking smoke this joint, bro. Smoke this joint. That's what that's how they started the music. It's because they smoke and they were like, I need something for this. So they made fish. That's how it did it. So like they'll do it with that, or they'll be like, dude, you don't like fucking dancing. Take them take them like, but nobody does it with any other drug. I've never told anybody, like, not a big fan of this Jack Johnson. Dude, try it on bath salts. It's amazing. These fucking bongo drums melt your face off. I don't think I don't think I'm a big fan of jazz. Have you tried heroin, sir? Oh my goodness. Let's lay down. Take this opium. Um, Pam, I don't know how I feel about all of them, though. It's just like uh, you were talking about the weed, sir. Uh, I've been a... I don't know if I'm even considered like a weed smoker. Uh, it just hasn't stopped since I was 17. It's... Uh, and and it's all it's all for everybody else. It's not for me. I don't do it so I can get high. I do it so I don't hate all of you actively. Like I would do it with a violent rage. There are perfect diamonds of hate that I could just mash up into my heart and spread out like like Shreve and Company of hatred. That's what I would do for you folks. But I smoke weed instead. That way I don't. You know. But but now they have. Uh, I did a show earlier this week on Tuesday at a dab bar. Uh, free dabs for the comics. Uh, plus they paid. So it was just like, well, I, I mean, if I don't take these dabs, I'm basically wasting money. I don't, I am, you know, if I take enough of these at the end of the day, I'm, I'm basically printing for like I fucking $40 a week. Anyway, I'm not, I was getting into the business angle of it, but, uh, and then I didn't, I don't know. They gave me the free one too. And I, it's been a while since I've taken like the extra weed, what they have now, like there used to be, now when you go into the clubs, if you just want weed, you have to call it flowers. You can't, can you say, oh, can I get some wheat? Oh, do you mean, do you mean, and then they go into the, all the subcategories and they want you to say flower. I didn't know that that was a thing, but they, I take my regular flowers, which is regular weed to me. Uh, it's not high school weed. It's like, it's a lot more like high school weed. Now, I, I went to Jamaica uh, a couple of years ago and I bought weed at the airport from a bus driver. Uh, it was very nice. Uh, but like I got the weed from him and he was just like, oh, you're going to love this weed. Man, I'm not going to do the Jamaican accent, by the way. Not going to do the Jamaican accent. Even when they were talking to us in the Jamaican accent, I was like, wow, that feels racist. I don't know if uh, I know you're from Jamaica, sir, but that is a racist voice you have. Anyway, uh, like I got the weed from him and I brought it back the, and he was like, oh, where are you from, man? Where are you from? You're going to love this weed. And I was like, oh, I'm from California. He's like, oh. 
this weed isn't like California weed. California weed, all the chemicals, everything. No, this is made by God and, and Jaw and whoever the fuck is. He's like a Jamaican scientist, but he's like up there. And, and so like I, I got this weed and I pulled it out of the bag and I'm looking at it and I was like, wow, this is the most purple weed I have ever seen in my life. This is, what the hell? It, do, it doesn't even really smell like weed. Oh my God. Wait, is this brown? This is, oh, it's, it's just brown weed. Okay, this is, I'm back to high school. And it was weird, like, smoking that weed that I'm used to, like, smoking marijuana now in California. The medical, even the organic stuff, you smoke it, and you're just like, well, there's no problems anywhere, obviously. Nobody's ever suffered in the world right now. And you're just sitting there, and you're just on your couch. But you know it's good out there. But you, I... And you smoke this weed and you get high and you're fucked up. But I smoked the Jamaican weed and all I felt was happy. I didn't want that anymore. Like I wasn't ready to just be happy when I smoke weed. It's like this is the reason, this is the only way I could eat, okay? I need to be very fucked up in order to have my stomach take in nutrition. Otherwise, so I can't do this natural stuff. I'm, I got there. I got there. Anyway, so they gave me the thing on the weed. So I got the, basically it's, Every, everything in weed is turning into like that version of hard drugs. Like they even have injectable weed at this point, which is not as fun. Uh, but just like, how, how am I supposed to fit this into my urethra? And, uh, and so I put this extra weed onto my regular weed and I had forgotten, like, immediately, usually you smoke, you smoke regular flowers, and they're just like, oh, this is great. I smoked that, and immediately I was like, how many people are murdering children right now? And it's like, I, I, I didn't know that I was going to get that feeling watching the Golden Girls. That's not, what I was, that's not what I was hoping to go through at that moment. That's a rough one. Uh, I moved out of this neighborhood uh, roughly three years ago now. Uh, in February of whatever three years ago was. Uh, 2016. And uh, I remember I lived on 24th Street, uh, 24th in New York. A lot of change going through the neighborhood at the time I moved. We were actively being pushed out of the neighborhood by the people that, the people that have now moved out called the gentrifiers. Uh, if you guys don't know anything about the gentrification that took place, it basically meant that millionaires wanted to live where I lived, and they wanted to spend thousands of dollars more per month to live where I lived. And it wasn't like it was a good block. Like every day where I would have to go out of my house, within 20 feet of my front door, there would be actual human shit that I would have to walk around. Like I don't know if it was homeless people who might have been a businessman taking a quick street shit and going to a meeting. I don't know. I don't judge. But like it was a thing that you had to get through. And I remember at the time that they were telling me how much gentrification was, was going to take over the final week that I was living there when I was getting kicked out this is how good like I broke up with my girlfriend that I was living with there and we stayed living together for eight more months in one bed just because it was that good of rent for San Francisco like you I was willing to not fuck for eight months because I was like this is this is so good though this is, I have an avocado tree how do you how do you replace an avocado tree I mean it's, it's natural nutrients and so um I remember the last week that I was there, uh, I went around the corner uh, to the liquor store, because there was a bunch of them at the time, uh, and uh, in a liquor store 
walk like a blue collar construction guy. Like this is how bad the neighborhood was. Blue collar construction guy. Uh, he was coming home from a day of work. Uh, right behind him was obviously a prostitute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sex worker. This was 2016. We called them prostitutes back then. They're sex workers now. Get with the fucking times, FC. I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't know how much of a bigot. I, my, my girlfriend uh, with the murder podcast, she reminds me of sex. Like, They'll like they'll have like a detective and he solved like a murder like nine murders or whatever and he says uh, yeah the the killer he uh, he targeted prostitutes and she's like I don't like this guy he said prostitute I'm like he saved her it's okay like he could he still he's the reason anyway uh, but also like last week we were walking down that we had gone on a date and uh, we were walking down the street and there was a girl with like a low hung top or low what are they called lung hello hung low cut top yeah low low hung yeah i don't she yeah she had some danglers i don't know anyway so she saw like that deep v-neck and she was like that girl looks like a fucking hooker so i don't know the balance of like where she low thing you're a hooker otherwise you're a, if you're on the street sex worker they're like lawyers but they fuck you more uh anyway less i don't know so i was at that liquor store in a liquor store walked that blue collar construction guy right behind him was obviously a sex worker uh, she had a platinum wig, not a platinum blonde wig, like a platinum, it looked like it was made from tinsel from a Christmas tree wig. She had a snakeskin dress on, snakeskin high heels. She was too big to fit into either of those two things, so she basically looked like she was swallowed whole by a giant snake, but she was too, she popped open and she wore that throughout her day. What I'm saying is, she was beautiful, but she was obviously a sex worker. Anyway, guy goes, he grabs his tall cans, everything like that. She goes to the refrigerator she grabs a triangle sandwich pack you know what I'm talking about triangle sandwiches they sell she went she showed it to him she was like can I have this and he looked at her he was like yeah that's fine and then she went to the counter she grabbed a small bag of chips not even the 99 cent like the small they sell them in 36 pack at Costco it says not marked for individual sale don't sell these in your fucking liquor store bag of chips and she went she showed it to the guy and she was like can I have this too and he looked at her and he was like not for what you're gonna do tonight. That is how bad my neighborhood was. Like a prostitute was worth a triangle sandwich without the bag of chips on the side. And I remember hearing about that and they were telling me as I was leaving, rent was supposed to go up 400% in three years in that block. 400% in three years. So you guys, you know what that means? If I go back to that liquor store right now, if I see that situation going on, that sex worker is gonna be worth five sandwiches. And guys, that is not the city that I wanna live in. Not the city I wanna raise my gender neutral dog in. No sir, FC, not on my watch. We got a dog, got a puppy. <sighs> Saved her. Kill shelter, mm, big. Oh, thank God, yeah, that's good. <laughs> made me feel worse with that anyway uh you know like i don't know why i've i'm that type of person like immediately anytime someone comes up to me and like says anything nice it's just like well i know one liar now i know one lying son of a bitch like someone comes up to me and they're like great set i'm like never trusting that motherfucker again i don't know what it is like oh nice jacket gotta fucking burn this as soon as i get home never wearing this again uh, I haven't been to the chiropractor in five years because he said he didn't like my shirt. And my back hurts. Anyway, so uh, we got a puppy. Uh, kill shelter. Uh, 
we could have gotten one from San Francisco or the East Bay where they don't. We're like, no, we want a tough motherfucker. We're going to Modesto. We got a Modesto dog. Uh, and when we got her, they said they found her in a box. She had been in the streets of Modesto for like two, three weeks. And I was like, oh, what, is, what does that mean? It means she's seen like eight shootings. She has gone through. She has like a, a mark on her stomach where they, where they stabbed her. It's blue. It's, it's spaying, but it's fine. Uh, I didn't know that we would have this dog for the past six months. And it, it wouldn't stop hating us like I didn't know like this dog fucking hates us it, it's great I love it I, I know how to have a kid now I don't have to have love back on me I just have to keep something alive it's okay her name is Winky uh I don't know why I, I, I don't know why I feel like I'm waiting for the response when I say her name is Winky. it's fine her name is Winky I named her all right it's a Harry Potter thing anyway fuck you guys her name is Winky and uh and she's 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 uh, a little asshole though, uh, yeah. We got. I'm glad we got the girl dog though. I'm really really glad we got the girl dog. You guys like uh, you guys like guy dogs, girl dogs. See, classic classic Bay Area right here. Just fucking four people staring at me like my dog will come to that decision when it becomes of age. You don't tell me. I I fucking get it. I get it. You're good people. We decided to get a female-born dog, uh, and I have to say that, like my, the best thing about having a female-born dog is you never try to pet them on the stomach and accidentally touch their dicks. Like that's the worst part about guy dogs, right? Like it happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. You see the dog, you're like, "Hey, buddy, how's it going? Gonna scratch the belly?" And you go and you accidentally graze it really quick. They look up you in your face with like hope, like, oh, is this gonna happen right now? You're like, no, buddy, that was an accident, alpha male. Put away the lipstick, put away the lipstick. And then you have to go like pee on their bed or their face to mark your territory. It's just like, get a girl dog, it's easier. Saves a lot of uncomfortable moments. Uh, I'm gonna tell one story, Pam. Okay, uh, this is an odd one. I just remembered this happened. Uh, I moved into Hayward three years ago, as I said, or that's where I live, Hayward. By the way, doesn't need to worry about gentrification in Hayward quite yet. Uh, it is about 15 to 20 years from anywhere. It might be earthquaked back into the ocean by God before it gets gentrified by millionaires. So I'm happy to be there. But uh, one of the things about living in Hayward, I live on a big, uh, big lot construction thing. Uh, my brother lives on a house in that lot, uh, and he's about 100 yards away from me. Uh, and there was one night that we were my first week there, we were smoking weed at his house. Uh, it was late, late Tuesday night, smoking weed, making fun of his dog. His dog just got his balls cut off. We were like, oh, isn't that funny? He doesn't get to enjoy his balls anymore. And then we were like, no, that's wrong. His balls were his favorite thing in the entire world. If he doesn't have his balls, what does he have? And because we were high, we decided to keep talking about this. And it got to the point that we were like, wait, Guy dogs have balls. What do girl dogs have? And yet again, because we were high, we decided to Google, do female dogs have a clitoris? Turns out, when you Google this, it comes back to a local search of other people in Hayward, California, who have questions about their dogs. Go to Hayward, type that in, second click on the message board. This message board was devoted to people with these odd questions. First question on the board. Hey folks, I've, 
First time poster. <laughs> I love it. Been having sex with my lady dog for the last few weeks. Just wondering, is there any way I can make it more pleasurable for her? Concerned citizen. Uh, second poster on the board. Actually, female dogs don't have a clitoris. Chances are, if you're having sex with your lady dog, she doesn't like it very much. Good point. Third post on that board. I've been having sex with my dogs for 36 years. If you can't make your lady dog come when you're fucking her, then maybe you don't belong owning that animal. This went on for three and a half pages. Me and my brother spent like two hours reading all of it. And then we were like, oh shit, we've gone too deep. And he's like, yeah, dude, I know. It looks like we're one of them. I was like, dude, it's your computer. It looks like you're one of them. And then he spent the next hour like fucking clicking clear history on his Google thing. Because sometimes you get high and have questions about dog clitorises. And sometimes the citizens of the city of Hayward, California have all the fucking answers. Thank you. Have a good one. I, I, I needed to buy a ticket to that. Like, more so than just putting money into that. I know! I, I don't even know what to do! My mind is blown! You better get out of here right now! Just so we can all feel... Yeah, seriously. Thank you, man. That was great. I mean, not great. I couldn't understand. Did he not want people to compliment him? Or did he want... Like, he's never going back to his chiropractor because his chiropractor said something mean, but then he hates people who compliment him. I feel like I can't win with that guy! Uh, or most guys I know, actually. That's, <laughs> that's, just, that's just guys. I don't get you guys. Uh, I mean, the only thing I understand about a man is um, what makes him happy. I mean, every woman knows that, right? What makes a man happy? Cookies. C cookies. As long as you're rubbing his dick with them, I guess. I mean, come on. That's like, <laughs> I'm fairly certain that's, men can be so simple. Like, they just want their dick. They, they just want their dick done. Just do my dick, get my dick done. I'm happy, right? Am I right? Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, I wish I was a dude. I wish, um, I wish if I had a dick, uh, all right, I've got a pussy. But, um, okay, guys, uh, this is going somewhere weird. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> but that isn't all I want in life. That isn't, that isn't what makes me happy. I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But I just wish I could simplify my life down to just one little appendage <laughs> on my body. <laughs> like, that would be fucking amazing. Truly. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I've got a very large non-appendage. What would you call it? It's on your inside. Um, organ uh, <laughs> that makes me unhappy it's my brain and for women that's where everything is I mean we have uh, we do have an appendage we have um, our clit which is actually mostly inside but then part of it a little bit shows on the outside um, and it is complicated and it doesn't just want you to touch it it wants you to think about it God damn it. <laughs> yeah, touch me, but think about me too. Everybody must be thinking about me. I feel like every woman's clit is like a middle child. It needs everybody, all the attention in the room to be on it. But not that way, but this way, but not that way, but this way. Now go back over here. No, wait, no. <laughs> so, yeah, that is true. I would love uh, things to be so simple. Um, just like give it a good rub. Cup a little ball, 
give the little cap a shine. <laughs> Can you tell I'm a professional? It's <laughs> I feel like I'm making the dudes in here so uncomfortable. And I love it. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, but my brain fights against me. Ooh, there's a microphone. It does. It really fights against me. Um, I'm actually going to try this one little little thing because I, I, it happened uh, over the holidays and I think it is fucking hilarious. I got closer to killing myself than I have ever gotten. No, you guys, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I got so suicidal that I finally decided to order uh, my way out. Uh, it's called the Helium Exit Bag. And someday I will uh, maybe teach people about it. I don't know. There's a sweet little lady who does. Come on in. And, uh, and I, I went on to Amazon. Come on in. We've got an audience member. Went on to Amazon and uh, was ready to order it. And um, it's $50. I'm not gonna spend $50 on that. Like, I'm such a fucking cheapskate. I won't even spend my last $50 on myself. So anyway, that made me laugh, and that is why I am still here. <laughs> anyway, if you wanna know about that, uh, that other thing, ask me later. I can tell you the good news about the helium exit bag. I wanna start a cult. Uh, <laughs> that will be our God that we will see. You got to go home and Google it. If you don't, you'll, you'll see. Yes. You will see lovely videos of sweet little old ladies teaching, teaching you how to use it. Uh, seriously. No, it's the best way to go because everything else might fail. We all know people who have tried something else and failed miserably. And then the rest of their life is completely miserable. I want to be happy up until the end. Um, in fact, if I'm not happy and I'm going to kill myself, then I want to make myself happy at the end by talking like this the entire way out. It's seriously, which is what happens with it. Anyway, that's, uh, but, uh, yeah, that just makes me nauseated. I, I can't, I can't do that. No, it's helium. It makes you so happy and it makes your voice really high. Nobody here has ever sucked on helium. Okay. We've got one. <laughs> All right, that's good, that's good. Uh, we do have a couple folks in here who have not gone up. Would any of you like to come up here and tell the joke? We do have a little bit more time. <laughs> you don't have to do an entire FC Sierra set. Holy cow. I, he did 20 minutes? That was amazing. Yeah, he is good. How I have... Yeah, he he runs the Mike at Larocas. That's all I know about him, and or, or did. Or, I don't even know how to say it. Uh, oh, Laraca. Oh, he so he's pre Marty. Yeah, I'm a baby in the scene. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was a master class. That was great. Do you want any any time? No. No. That would involve talking. That would be <laughs> like you. <laughs> I know! We've got audience members here. This is your chance, man, to come up here and try a joke. You can tell the, you can tell the, the uh, washed out cemetery. No, you don't! <laughs> no, for reals? Come on! It's, I'm going to tell it. No, you don't! It works anywhere. All right, it works here, uh, too. Uh, we, um, this is my 
very good friend, Elsie, here in the audience. And we lived in this town in Alaska um, for many years. She actually lived in a cabin in the woods forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this woman who looks like a lumberjack. <laughs> I mean, you'd never guess it, but she used to chop her own wood uh, all winter long. Had a big aversion to wearing clothes while she was out there in the snow chopping wood. <laughs> That's how the Alaskan women do. She would wear boots. She would be out there in her extra tufts in the snow chopping wood. Yeah, in Alaska. But in the. <laughs> I don't know what that means. We made a great calendar. I thought you said you had a great calendar. I haven't seen this calendar. I think I, think I need to. Um, Anyway, she has a secret calendar of her naked in the snow chopping wood. Turns out that's that's good to know. Anyway, so this little town um, that we lived in, it, it was uh, part. It was uh, um, a through route for this big gold rush that happened in 1898. People were leaving San Francisco. They were going up uh, all the way to Skagway, Alaska. Uh, from there, they would have to make this trek over the mountains, uh, up into the Yukon Territory, and uh, once you got there, the gold was all gone. So fuck you. <laughs> the gold was gone before that gold rush even started. But there was, um, there, there were a lot of people dying, as you can imagine. Uh, it was extraordinarily treacherous. There were, uh, there was one main con man. He had a big gang. They killed a bunch of people. Uh, there were avalanches that killed people. There a lot of ways to die in ye olde timey Alaska in 1898. So there was a, a cemetery that they just slapped together. And, and this town, by the way, just popped up out of nowhere, uh, just in a matter of months. You had all these people, and they were just building buildings and building buildings and dying and dying and dying. So they started burying them up at the top of town, right in a floodplain. <laughs> yeah, let's bury them right next to what looks like it could be a river. And yes, it is. And in the spring, the river rose, and it washed out half the cemetery. So uh, all these people who'd been buried, their bodies are just going through town because that's at the top of town. So it's washing all these bodies down the street, washing all these coffins down the street out to the ocean. And there's this main drag, and that's where all the main businesses were that had been slapped up in these few months. And one of the coffins uh, went right down the middle of the street, and it hit a post, and it ended up spinning its way into one of the shops right on that main drag. And yeah, it was the local pharmacy. And so there you have this coffin inside the pharmacy and the lid pops open and this body sits up and he goes, you got any way to stop this coffin? Anyway, yeah, that's, um, oh, that's an old Alaskan joke. <laughs> you gotta be out chopping wood in the middle of the winter in Alaska, nothing but your boots, to be able to tell that grizzled old joke. <laughs> All right, see, Elsie, you could have told it. <laughs> All right. Um, you can wrap it up. We can play music. It's fine. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Say, say goodbye. Say where everybody can see you next. Oh, okay. Um, well. <laughs> where you can see me next is right here in half an hour for something that I have been stressed out about for days and days. It's, um, 
One thing I love, stand-up. One thing that terrifies me, improv. Improv, (laughs) stand-up. Sounds so scary. It is appropriately titled Hell Hat. So that is starting in half an hour. I am really scared and excited, uh, which is how I live my life. Scared and excited about everything. And then tomorrow, heading out to... Walnut Creek yeah. to the brand new tap house, uh, Rotator oh, Tap Room. Yeah, it's sold out too. And it is sold out, so don't try to go. <laughs> it's gonna be standing room only. Okay, I'm sure there's plenty of room. They have plenty of beer that they want you to try. They yes. want to sell it to you, so still show up. Even though it is showing as sold out, you can still get in, you can still get beer, and you can still see the lineup, which is unbelievably amazing. What a lineup, Pam Benjamin. And this is organized by... Pam Benjamin, she's the one who put it, and Mutiny Radio, okay, she's got to be like, it's the real thing, it's Mutiny Radio, she will not take credit for her work, it's, it's this mysterious radio building that did all the work putting that together, uh, and that's going to be amazing, all right, uh, well, we are going to wrap it up, and give you some lovely music to listen to, until then, all right, good night.
Meanwhile, Uptown, the DJ of the
tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF.
Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. <laughs> anything about it sorry all on my limited view yes every tuesday from 12 to 2 uh oh you can if you can also find us on apple Podcasts. oh yeah and google play and stitcher itunes oh you already said that tune in radio uh stitcher you said that spotify oh my god there's just so many and overcast um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, that kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be 
Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Mutiny Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. Is this about that VR house you keep bugging me for? What if it is? I told you, I can't afford the Bitcoin. Goodbye, Jack. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and 
board games all over the walls, trivia on Mondays, taco Tuesdays, first Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties, the food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not. 